Hello there, and welcome to the Realm of Unknown. Uh, I am your host, Shane. This is sort of a different thing. I'm putting a bit of a bumper in front of the episode itself before the episode actually starts, because I have a few updates for you guys. So first off, I want to say thank you for having me back. I've been away for a while when it comes to recording podcasts uh, due to some personal stuff, uh, but I am back and episodes will be uploaded again weekly, uploaded on the weekends for you guys to enjoy. Realm of Unknown is continuing to be a paranormal, supernatural, and all things strange type podcast. However, moving forward, we are going to be shifting gears on the types of episode topics that we are going to discuss. And this is because I want to hone in more specifically on the American Northeast and East Coast region of the United States. This is because I am from this area, I'm more familiar with this area, and honestly, uh, it's rather hard to sort of hone in on specific topics for the paranormal, because there are so many. Later on down the line, I would very much like to be able to have the opportunity to visit a lot of these locations and provide more bonus content for you guys as I visit them. Finally, though, there is another massive update for you guys. Uh, Well, two updates, but one is much larger than the other. Uh, We've officially launched our website, the Realm of Unknown website. You can find it at realmofunknown.com, all lowercase, same as the podcast title. You can find it on the logo or album cover or wherever you're listening to. So this website right now is going to be a compilement of the episodes that you can expect. You know, the RSS feed, you can listen to the episodes there if you want to, download them, listen to them. However, I am also doing something new. I, uh, Because a lot of the episodes are recorded in a script-based format, I am also uploading the script format as a sort of article for you guys. The resources and show note links are going to not be put into that sort of side document that I had in the past, but they're going to be uploaded onto that page themselves for you to look into yourself. This is also a really great way for people who can't really listen to the podcast, but would like to still participate in the podcast and sort of partake in the content that we share here each week. So if you are more of a reader rather than a listener, you can do uh, so over on the realmofunknown.com website. And uh, moving forward, I would eventually like to get some more goodies over on there for you guys to enjoy. But right now, we're focusing simply on the episode content. Finally, there is a sort of small update when it comes to the YouTube channel. Uh, Episodes will be uploaded there again once more. I have an updated background uh, ambient video that I have so you guys can enjoy sort of movement and static stuff with some paranormal goodies thrown in. But until then, uh, that's kind of it for these updates. I hope you guys enjoy listening to this week's episode. All right, have a good one. Pennsylvania is an interesting location, to say the least. We are known for a wide range of things, from being the birthplace of our nation's government to having a chocolate factory-based, essentially, whole town, beautiful woodlands, old mining towns, and just being straight-up strange. 
The topic of discussion for today envelops these final two points, settling squarely within the many smaller industrial towns that used to speckle Pennsylvania. This seems to be a trend in PA, and as we discuss more episodes, you will begin to notice this a bit more as well. And uh, these types of towns and settlements can be found pretty much throughout the entirety of the state. However, this one seems to stand apart from the rest for being a literal, in some sense, gateway to hell itself. Today we shall be talking about the Seven Gates of Hell, a mysterious legend that comes from Helium Township in York County, PA, which for reference to listeners outside of the state is located roughly 25 miles south of Harrisburg, being the state capital, or 100 miles west of Philadelphia. For better reference to those in the area, uh, this legend comes from Glades, PA, an extremely small suburb which is located northeast of the city of York, PA. The legend of the Seven Gates centers around a dark and mysterious history for the York region. The story is about Toad Road, and eventually the name was changed to Trout Run Road after a horrendous accident. In the 1800s, there stood a massive mental asylum in the woods of York, just off of this Toad Road. The asylum is situated this remotely due to people in the residency not wanting the facility and its occupants to be in sight. They kind of wanted to keep it out of mind, and they did not want to disturb the general suburban vibe. However, this would be a rather horrible mistake on the part of the locals, as one evening a fire would break out within the asylum. Due to the facility's remoteness uh, and the requirement of utilizing back roads in order to travel to it, this made it extremely difficult for firefighters and first responders to get to the scene in order to combat the flames. While many of the patients and staff members were able to get out of the building in time due to the flames occupying higher level floors, several, however, remained trapped on these higher levels as the fire blocked them from escaping. Eventually, when firefighters did arrive, they were met with a rather chaotic scene. There were several patients attempting to be calmed down from staff members outside of the burning asylum, while others were wandering off into the surrounding woods. Even more could be heard crying for help as they desperately tried to escape the flaming structure as the flames began to engulf the entirety of it. The fire was eventually put out, but not before most of the asylum burnt to the ground, taking a large number of patients' lives with it. However, there was a new issue that was arising yet again, and this was due to the fact that several patients were still wandering off or escaping into the woods during the hectic evening. Again, this was a mental asylum, so the patients were ranging anywhere from rather docile people suffering from mental illness all the way up until rather dangerous individuals who could either harm themselves or others. Now, afraid of the reputation of the asylum's inmate, again, with there being several extremely dangerous individuals to both, again, themselves and others in the surrounding area, a search party was formed from locals and law enforcement alike. Fortunately, this was also, again, still in the 1800s, and that fear towards mental illness resulted in some poor practice. 
the search party began being extraordinarily aggressive towards those that they did locate, oftentimes beating or dragging and frightening the patients even more into submission, and in a few select cases, even going as far as killing them out of fear. Obviously, this is a highly tragic set of events, but what about this so-called portal to hell and these gates that I mentioned earlier, these seven gates? So after the fire, the asylum was never rebuilt. The remaining patients were moved elsewhere, and the building remained empty for several years. Eventually, the township decided to construct fencing and essentially a gate around the path to the site. This was in order to deter people from visiting the broken down structure. Over time, this continued until seven gates blocked the entirety of the path to the asylum, hence the seven gates to hell. As the stories go, many believe that the area has now been cursed, and that the culmination of negative energy has somehow formed these seven fences into gateways to hell itself. Regardless of both this and the gates being placed to deter visitors, this is PA, and this is people we're talking about. So many still attempted to access the asylum, despite the story growing more and more throughout the years. Many local adventure seekers never actually locate the first gate, however. This is something that's rather unique to the Seven Gates. For some reason, when you are to locate the gates, uh, it, is have, it has to be rather specific. And even when you're there, they have to be seen at a very specific time. For those who do manage to find the path, it is said that a sense of uneasiness and dread begins to overwhelm them. This becomes more and more apparent the further you travel inwards, and the more you continue past more of the gates. Locating a, the gates again is rather difficult to begin with. Many people, including locals, search for the correct path and location to the gates with no avail. If you do locate and move past the first gate, you begin to feel as though you should turn back. This sensation continues to grow after passing the second and third gate respectively. And once you move past the fourth, this sensation of fear begins to set in. And only a small number of people have ever actually made it to the fifth gate. Ghostly apparitions are often seen along the path, and strange noises and menacing screams can be heard frequently as you progress deeper and deeper into the woods. Once you arrive at the fifth gate, there is this overwhelming urge to run and just get out. Essentially a flight or flight preservation type primal urge to just leave the area. As for what happens next, we don't really know. We don't know the sensation of what happens when people enter the 6th and 7th gate respectively, as no one has actually ever gotten this far. However, the rumor is that if you were to pass the seventh gate and head towards the site of the ruined asylum, you will be met with a door, a single portal and entrance right to hell. So if you were to visit this location yourself in hopes of exploring these mysterious gates, then you may want to know a few key points. First, some stories claim that the gates two through seven not even seen unless you were to visit the location during the hours of twilight or dusk. Otherwise, they're invisible, essentially. Uh, you're not able to locate them, and they just physically are not there. 
but the more reasonable explanation is that only one chain link fence can actually be found on the property just off of Trout Road. One that is confusingly linked with three gates instead of one. So there is some underlying brush and fallen trees that can be seen just past this and can sometimes be mistaken as a type of structure further out, hence the arrival of multiple gates past this original one. Despite all this, uh, overall it is not advised that you travel out in order to test this out yourself, as there are trespassing signs and warning signs at the location of this gate. Uh, the location is private property and you will be prosecuted if caught. There's even a warning that is mentioned on the Hellingham Township webpage about the Seven Gates. So they are taking this rather seriously. So the truth about the Seven Gates of Hell. This is more than likely a local urban legend of sorts. A rather interesting one and a rather in-depth one uh, when it comes to the area, I have to say. However, when it comes to discerning any physical or, you know, sort of historical documentation in relation to a burnt down asylum in the location or even the fact that there's deep, deep woods in this spot, you can't really find. And a lot of these stories and rumors seem to be just that, stories and rumors. The location itself is actually there, the Trout Road that we mentioned, or the Toad Road. You are able to locate this. This is kind of a offshoot road, and uh, as I mentioned, there is an actual fence there. However, it's chain link. It's not like this delicate, sort of old 1800s type fence that you may expect. So the property is there. However, there is no mention that a asylum was ever there. There's no mention of an asylum that ever burnt down, and there's no construction of seven fences. There's just this one uh, that if you were to go past, you could be prosecuted for, uh, or arrested essentially for trespassing. The resident who lives there, I believe, lives there actually. Uh, there's a house. However, there are a few accounts that it is simply just private property, and it's not lived in but it's still owned so you can't access without permission and the person who lives there obviously does not want a bunch of people sort of trampling around so permission's not really given truthfully it's kind of hard to pinpoint where this story originated from it seems to just kind of be something that's there always again this is york pa this is rural suburban pa area so these sort of stories kind of permeate pretty much throughout the state, as I'm sure you can expect when it comes to local small-town legends. Uh, and PA, we don't have a whole lot of sort of creature sightings and stuff like that, but we have a lot of interesting ghost sightings and a lot of interesting paranormal stories that our small towns kind of have. And I wanted to sort of start off this new trend of Pennsylvania Northeast-type stories with a local legend that... I would like to investigate further. I would love to know the actual origins behind this story. Um, but I think it may simply just be that, a story. And that the actual origins may just simply be something that we're not able to locate. Uh, but we can hopefully enjoy the story of the Seven Gates of Hell very long and <laughs> into the future. Because I think it's a really interesting one and I hope you guys did enjoy 
if you did enjoy, please feel free to submit some of your own stories or local legends. I always want to talk about them. Local legends are probably my bread and butter and my soft spot when it comes to the paranormal. And if you did have a good time and would like to see more episodes like this and support the podcast, please feel free to leave a five-star review. Uh, it would really help out. You could do so over on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, and other locations where you listen to your podcasts. And if you are able to and you would like to support the podcast while also gaining some bonus content, such as monthly polls, bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and lots and lots of extra goodies, then consider maybe supporting the Patreon. We have a $1, 3 and $5 tier list, nothing higher than that. And if you go any level of the tiers, you gain access to the bonus episodes of the Paranormal News series that used to be over here, in which we discuss a topic that may be a bit shorter for an actual episode, but is interesting nonetheless. And we go over those about once or twice a month, uh, along with extra bonus series that are becoming down the pipeline for higher tiers. So feel free if you guys are looking to help support the podcast. And uh, so that and leaving a review are both extremely great ways to do so. Additionally, I know I sort of put a mention in the start of the episode before the actual story. I don't like to do banter beforehand. It's kind of hard to pull myself out of it. However, banter at the end of the episode is completely free game, so I apologize if you're like, oh my god, wrap it up. Once more, there are a few um, developments when it comes to the podcast. Uh, obviously, I mentioned that we are kind of shifting gears on the total focus of how topics are going to be discussed and researched. This is sort of to hone in on more specific stories on my part to make it a bit easier to pump out weekly episodes. We are sort of pushing into a bit more of a niche. Uh, the paranormal is a wide one, and it's kind of hard to compete and sort of hone in on specific stories that I want to cover because there are so many. So, in turn, I want to focus on the region of the world that I am situated in, the region of the world that I am most familiar with, and that is the American Northeast. I know the American uh, Northwest uh, is kind of infamous with paranormal stuff, and people like to discuss that location as well, but I'm here in the Northeast, and I'm in PA, and on the East Coast. And we have a really long list of interesting stuff to talk about. And uh, I kind of want to shine some spotlight onto this. I was honestly inspired by uh, the guys and gals over at um, Paradelphia. Honestly, they kind of helped inspire some of the stuff of doing the Fright Month series uh, two years back. However, I kind of like the idea of having a niche story. They, they've kind of branched off themselves um, sort of in reverse due to uh, essentially being uh, so large and being around for so long. So I'm not surprised by this. Uh, but before they did start out, they, they focused a lot on the Philadelphia region, PA, New Jersey, Delaware, Tri-State uh, area type thing. And uh, I kind of want to do something similar to that. So moving forward, we are going to be discussing episodes that are focused on the American Northeast and the East Coast with a sort of focus on everything else in between. So moving forward, you can expect things like that, but you can still expect here and there some sort of focus on outside stuff just because they're kind of too interesting to miss out on. But that is going to wrap up this episode on the Seven Gates of Hell 
in your county in PA. I hope you guys did enjoy and expect a lot more interesting topics coming down the pipeline soon. But until then, remember to stay spooky. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 